Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Favorable circumstances are not a confirmation that what you're doing is okay and acceptable to God. Listen, give me your attention. No amount of favorable circumstances or open doors or confirmations or coincidences change disobedience to obedience. It doesn't override disobedience. And Satan can always open a door. Disobedience leads to consequences. Either you are following the Lord and receiving His grace and blessings, or you are disobeying His commandments. Today, Pastor Dan shares no amount of good luck, open doors, or internal peace means your disobedience is okay. Realize that Satan can give you favorable circumstances, the green light, or just the right excuses for not following God's will. But the truth is, either you are contrary or submitting to the Lord. Have you been making excuses for your sin? Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jonah chapter 1 with today's edition of Ring of Truth. Those ships were known for their large size, for their strong construction. They weren't just ordinary ships. And so when Jonah arrives here in Joppa, he found one of those ships heading to Tarshish. The word found, if you're taking notes in verse 3, it means to happen upon or, or to discover. Jonah goes down to Joppa to flee from God's call, and he happens upon a ship that's heading as far away as you could possibly go. And he says, what luck. There's a ship heading for Tarshish, right? And it's leaving right now. What are the odds? Now, here's another lesson that we learn about disobedience. And don't miss it. Sometimes a person walking in disobedience to the Lord will mistakenly think favorable circumstances are a confirmation that what they're doing is okay. There's so many Christians that think that way. You can tell them, What you're doing is disobedient to God's word. And they'll say, yeah, yeah, but this happened. And then that happened. And all these things just fell into place. How do you explain that? There's a ship heading to Tarshish. Obviously, God wants me to go to Tarshish, right? He had a ship there waiting for me. That's got to be the Lord. Or, hey, this is disobedient to God's word. Yeah, but every single door opened. Or, hey, this is disobedient to the Lord. Well, well, yeah, but all these things came together. How do you explain all these things coming together? It can only be the Lord. Only God could bring all these things together. It clearly must be God's will for me because he made all these things happen. 
Favorable circumstances are not a confirmation. Favorable circumstances are not a confirmation that what you're doing is okay and acceptable to God. Listen, give me your attention. No amount of favorable circumstances or open doors or confirmations or coincidences change disobedience to obedience. It doesn't override disobedience. And Satan can always open a door. Satan can also give you favorable circumstances. Satan can also have a ship waiting for you there in the port of Joppa, heading to Tarshish, so he can just take you farther away from God's will for your life. We do not determine God's will for us by our circumstances or by coincidences that happen. We determine God's will by his word. What does his word say? Are you walking in obedience to his word. If not, it's not God's will. I don't care how many coincidences happen. It's not God's will for you. If it's diso- disobedient to his word. Now look at verse 3 again. It says Jonah paid the fare. Now this is not a passenger ship. It's a cargo ship. He's not buying a ticket on a carnival cruise liner here. And listen, the Hebrew here indicates he hired the ship. He's not just buying a room. He hired the ship to take him to Tarshish. You know, he rented out the entire ship. I'll pay you to take me to Tarshish. And he hired the ship. He paid an exorbitant fee to get away from the call of God. And and listen, listen, you have to think through this here. There's no credit cards in those days, which means Jonah, when he left home, he left home with a whole bunch of money. And he heads down to Joppa, 70 miles away. Looking for a ship. This is, this is all premeditated. This was Jonah's plan when he left home. And he paid a high price, literally, to disobey the Lord. And people willingly pay a high price to disobey the Lord. Maybe not a financial price, but it'll cost them. They'll pay a high price in other ways. Look at verse 4. So the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea (laughs) and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship was about to be broken up. Now, when it says the Lord sent out a great wind, that word sent there, it can mean to hurl or to throw. So, okay, so here's Jonah. He's not going to obey me. So I'm just going to throw a windstorm his way. And God throws a windstorm at Jonah. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. And I hope you know that God loves us so much that he will not just let us backslide into rebellion. He will throw things at us to slow us down and to hinder our rebellion out of his love for us. And aren't you glad for that? Again, it says this ship was about to break apart. This this is one of those big ships, the strongest ship on the Mediterranean Sea. And it's about to break apart. And look what it says next. The mariners were afraid and every man cried out to his God. You know the situation is bad when the mariners are afraid in this storm. It's one thing if you as a passenger are freaking out, but when the guys that this is their livelihood, they're freaking out and they're praying, things are bad. And then it says, and they threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to try to lighten the load. Another thing we see here about disobedience is that Jonah's disobedience to God 
jeopardize the lives of the crew members of this ship. Disobedience to God doesn't just affect you. It doesn't just affect you. It affects other people as well. It always hurts others around you. Disobedience will hurt your marriage. It'll hurt your family. It'll hurt your friends. It'll hurt your church community. It'll hurt God's reputation. Sin and disobedience always hurts others. Most people don't stop to consider what impact their sin will have on those around them, those they love and those they care for, how it will affect them. Jonah didn't consider how his disobedience would impact the mariners on this ship. Verse 5 says that Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship and laid down. And he was fast asleep. And the word fast asleep here, it it means heavy sleep. (laughs) Again, we're reminded of the story of Jesus in the boat, right? Where he falls asleep on on the boat. Jonah was in rebellion against God. He had no problem sleeping. He's fast asleep in this boat. Again, another lesson we learn about disobedience from the story of Jonah and from his experience. You know, often when a Christian who is rebelling against God's word, when they are confronted about their rebellion, they will say, but I have a peace about it. But I have a peace about it. As if that somehow trumps God's word, that you have a peace in your disobedience. Uh, often people will say this when it comes to Uh, relationships. I know the Bible says I shouldn't date an unbeliever, but I have a peace about it. Or I know I don't have biblical grounds for divorce, but God's just given me a peace about it. I know we're not supposed to be living together, but I have a peace about it. We're married in God's eyes. He's given me a peace in my heart. And what they have done is they have convinced themselves that because they have a peace about their sin and a peace about their compromise, And a peace about their rebellion against God. It is therefore okay. Peace means nothing. If you are disobeying God. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 says. The heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked. Who can know? We can't even know our own heart. Our hearts are deceitful. And desperately wicked. Our hearts can deceive us. Jonah deceived himself into believing, well, he could just hop on a ship and sail away to the farthest destination in disobedience to God, escape the presence of God, and that would be the end of it. We should never allow peace in our hearts to overrule the word of God. So verse 6, the captain came to him and said to him, what do you mean, sleeper? (laughs) Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish now this is a great verse to use on your children when you try to wake them up on sunday morning to go to church arise you sleeper you know call upon your god (laughs) it's time to go to church so the, the captain of this ship wakes up jonah and tells him you need to pray it's it's bad when a pagan non-believer has to tell a believer to act spiritual and to pray captain says Wake up and pray. But here's the thing. Jonah doesn't want to pray. He doesn't want to pray. Because he knows 
he's rebelling against God and God's word. He's fleeing from his presence. So any prayer Jonah offered would need to begin with confession and repentance. And Jonah doesn't want to repent at this point. Have you ever tried to pray when you're in sin? Have you ever tried to pray when you know you're not right with God? Kind of hard to do. You don't really want to do it. And for Jonah, he's not ready to repent. He doesn't want to pray. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. And so, verse 7, they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Now, in the Old Testament, when they would cast lots, people believed that God, or in this case, the gods, controlled the outcome of casting lots. And that God would reveal his will through the casting lots. You know, it wasn't like rocks, paper, scissors kind of thing, where it's, all right, well, I guess this is what it is. No, they thought this is a way that God communicates his will is through casting lots. If you're taking notes, you can jot down Proverbs chapter 16, verse 33. Proverbs sixteen thirty-three. It says, the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. A lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. Now, we don't cast lots anymore because we have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit guides us. We don't need to cast lots to figure out the Lord's will. We can pray and seek the Lord and he'll reveal his will to us through his word and through his spirit. So the crew of the ship, they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. (laughs) And I'm sure Jonah thought, oh, wow, what do you say? Look at that. You know, I didn't expect that outcome. Verse 8, then they said to Jonah, please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation and where do you come from? What is your country and of what people are you? So he said to them, I'm a Hebrew and I fear the Lord. It's in capital letters. I fear Yahweh. He's the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Jonah says, I'm a Hebrew. That's my nationality. I fear the Lord. Yahweh is my God. He says, Yahweh is the God of heaven, meaning he's the God above every other God. And my God made the sea and the dry land. So my God is the one who's in control of the storm right now. Jonah knows the storm was from the Lord. The, The heathen crew members know this is from some God. In verse 10 Jonah also told them that he was fleeing from the presence of this God that he knows and worships. Great, right? I'm sure the crew members love that, right? Okay, so this is your God doing this, and you happen to be running from him right now. You know, you can't flee from the presence of the Lord. I know you know that. Sometimes we act as if we can. 
Psalm 139, verse 7 says, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Even way out in the sea, Jonah knows that. God is omniscient, meaning he's everywhere. And we can never flee from his presence. Then, verse 10, the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. So the pagan crew understood the seriousness of Jonah's disobedience. More than Jonah understood the seriousness of his disobedience. That's why they say to him, why have you done this? The pagan crew fears Jonah's God more than Jonah fears his own God. Jonah's disobedience was a bad witness to the non-believers. Again, this is another lesson we learn from Jonah's disobedience. Disobedience and compromise is a bad witness for Christ. Non-believers will look on and say, if that's what it means to be a Christian, no thanks. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm not interested. It's a bad witness. So verse 11, then they said to him, well, what shall we do to you that the sea may become for us? For the sea was growing more tempestuous. So the storm is getting worse. And he says, what do we do? And he said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. Now, at this point, Jonah would rather die than give the Assyrians a chance to repent and be forgiven by God. That's how hard his heart is. That's how self-righteous he is. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve the opportunity. That's how angry he was at God's grace towards sinners. Now look at verse 13. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to land, but they could not, for the sea continued to grow more tempestuous against them. They weren't willing to toss Jonah overboard. And so they attempted to row hard to return to land, but the storm became worse and worse. These, these heathen sailors were more concerned about saving one person than Jonah was concerned about saving a whole city of people. And they're doing everything in their power to save Jonah's life. And Jonah is unwilling to do what was in his power to save a whole city. These heathen sailors are closer to the heart of God than the child of God who's on the boat. But they're out of options now. They've tried to row to shore. The wind and the storm is just too strong. They're desperate. And so they reluctantly tossed Jonah overboard in verse 14. Therefore, before they did it, though, they pray. They cry out to the Lord Yahweh and said, we pray, O Yahweh, Please do not let us perish for this man's life and do not charge us with innocent blood. For you, O Yahweh, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and they threw him into the sea. And immediately the sea ceased from its raging. Just like when Jesus calmed the storm on the Sea of Galilee, immediately there's this calm 
upon the sermon. Here, here you have a picture of substitution. Jonah's life was offered in place of theirs to save them. And then, verse 16, the men feared Yahweh exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to Yahweh and they took vows. Now, we can't say for sure whether they came to a saving knowledge of the God of Israel. Some believe they did, others don't. But, but we can say they at least have a reverence for the God of Israel, for Yahweh. In spite of Jonah. In spite of Jonah. Not because of Jonah, in spite of Jonah. Now in Psalm 107, it says... Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens. They go down again to the depths. Their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man. And are at their wits end. (laughs) I like that. A sailor caught in the storm at his wits end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble. And he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet. So he guides them to their desired haven. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. These sailors have seen powerful work of God. They called upon him and God brought calm to the storm. Just as God will bring calm to any storm that comes into your life or my life. If we call upon him. And so verse 17, they tossed Jonah overboard. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights now note with me in chapter one that the wind and the waves obeyed God the mariners on the ship feared God this great fish obeyed God and swallowed Jonah the only one who is disobedient to God in the whole book Is Jonah. The man of God. But God is the God of second chances. As we will see next week. When we look at chapter two. And this story of Jonah. And the great fish. So let's pray. Lord we thank you for chapter one tonight. Of Jonah. We thank you for. All of the lessons that we see in Jonah's life of what happens when we walk in disobedience and rebellion to you and to your word. We thank you, God, that you're the God of second chances. Lord, even when we rebel against you and run from you, Lord, that you still give us a second chance and a second opportunity by your grace. We thank you for your grace in our lives, Lord. Pray, Lord, as we we go, Lord, that we would walk in the Spirit, rely upon you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
listening to Pastor Dan Sexton on Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan's been teaching through the book of Jonah, found in the Old Testament among the minor prophets. Jonah's tale is well known, mainly for the big fish that swallowed him. But there's plenty of additional lessons to learn from this man and his story. We hope you'll join us next time as Pastor Dan continues to share from this book. Ring of Truth is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. If you're in the Columbia, Maryland area, come see us. We'd be honored to have you join us for worship, fellowship, and time studying God's Word. When you visit, be sure to let us know you've been listening to Ring of Truth. We are currently meeting on Sunday mornings at 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Or join us on Thursdays at 7 p.m. for a midweek time to reconnect and study the Bible together. You can find our location and more information about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, on our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not in the area, you can watch online. You'll also find more teachings from this series and others Pastor Dan has shared on our site. And you can find a link to connect through Facebook. Once again, that website is calvaryec.com. We've come to the end of our time for today, but we encourage you to continue reading through the book of Jonah. And then join us again next time for another edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and will I know because I know His voice and it only takes We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. 